Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Mitchin, a semi-regular food podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins, and sometimes Mitchell, but he's not here right now. You can find him at Acme or Barbrosi if you want some uh, fine food and wine. Um, let me start by telling you a little bit of a story. Four years ago, I managed to convince my fantastic wife, Bianca, to uh, we should spend our honeymoon doing a barbecue tour of the South. So we headed to Texas, then we headed to Memphis, then we headed to Atlanta. We finally ended up in North Carolina. I got to try the many different styles of barbecue. You have, uh, obviously, the complete focus on brisket in Texas, the uh, beloved ribs of Memphis. But it wasn't until I got to North Carolina that I realized how actually fantastic barbecue can be. I uh, am an unashamed lover of vinegar, and uh, to have a... Full, uh, basically, what they do in, uh, in both Carolinas is they do whole hog barbecue. So they have massive smokehouses where they cook an entire pig and then they cut up all the beautifully smoked meat, mix it all together and pour over it a great, slightly spicy, slightly sweet, very vinegary sauce uh, over the top and, and combine it. Um, I had it at uh, two incredible establishments. One of them was Wilbur's, where they serve it with a, a side of hush puppies that just get dropped to your table as soon as you sit down with a, a side of butter. Um, and then uh, I had another place called the Skylight Inn, which was crazy because you get like a little container of, uh, of pork done uh, North Carolina style. Then you get like a little tub of coleslaw. And on top of that, like this big chunk of cornbread that they make. It was a very, very unique way to eat barbecue and one that I thought I would never be able to eat anything closely resembling that in Australia. I uh, spent my the years since then planning a way to convince my entire family to go back to North Carolina or South Carolina in some weird way. But thankfully, my good friend Morgan McGlone, who you will know from uh, previous issues, sorry, previous episodes of uh, the Mitchin, uh, he is of course the head chef and owner of Bell's Hot Chicken, and currently the chef at Harpoon Harry in Sydney. Um, he managed to uh, bring one of his good friends who uh, owns a barbecue establishment, a very, very well-regarded barbecue establishment at that, Scott's Barbecue in South Carolina. Uh, Rodney Scott has come all the way from South Carolina to Sydney. He's been here for the last few days. He uh, yesterday cooked an entire hog and a whole, whole mess of shoulders. Uh, they built a pit over in Ramwick, and uh, they've been serving it at, uh, at Harpoon Harry last night, and they're doing it again tonight. So please welcome to uh, Morgan McGlone and Rodney Scott. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. <sighs> That was a really, really long intro. I, 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 you, guys, you guys take the rest of the episode. Uh, but so, Morgie, I know uh, you spent a great deal of time uh, in the South uh, cooking at Husk yes. um, a few years ago. And uh, while, when you weren't working, you were exploring the food in the lands around you. Um, how did you meet Rodney? 
Um, I think it was like my second week. Um, I'm going to Mikey, Mikey Eggett, man. Thank, thank you again um, for steering me in the way of Sean Brock. I would never have gone to the south. I would have probably just been on a line cook still in uh, New York. But um, my second week at my stage, one month stage at Husk, um, I decided to take a day off because a few of the cooks and one of the one of the um, one of the servers were going out to Scott's Barbecue, and <clears throat> I was working in the back of the kitchen that day. And they said, "Oh, would you like to come with us?" And I said, "Sure, I'm going to take a day off tomorrow, so I'm going to take two days off and go to Scott's Barbecue." So. They said, oh, it's, it's out in Hemingway. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. We're going to drive. We're going to leave about 8.30 in the morning. We'll get there just when Rodney opens, which is around sort of like 11 o'clock midday. And we need to pick up some heads for this um, guerrilla cuisine dinner we were doing um, in, in, uh, with Jimmy Hatt in, in, in Charleston. And all I could think about is like I had no idea what sort of barbecue this was going to be. But they said, oh, look, it's just whole hog barbecue. So he just does whole hogs. And they said, we never had that. I mean, the closest thing I had to barbecue before leaving was probably, you know, uh, Hog's Breath or um, <laughs> Hog's Breath Cafe or something like that. So, I mean, going to the south and having proper barbecue, obviously in South Carolina, meeting Ronnie the first time. And um, I, one of the stories I'll take away from that is that <clears throat> my boss at the time, uh, Sean Brock, goes, oh, when you go to Rodney, just ask if he's got something for me. And I... We had an amazing tour of the of the premises out there at Hemingway, and we had some barbecue, and we had some white bread and red drink and cracklings. And um, then I said, oh, Rodney, I've got to pick something up for Sean. And I thought it was just going to be barbecue. And Rodney proceeded to take me back to the car park and opened up the back of his car and said, oh, these two four-liter bottles of what I thought was water uh, for Sean. <laughs> and just tell him that it's from the deep, deep woods. <laughs> and so I proceeded to take that back to Sean and he goes, oh, you can just drop them on the ground there. I won't be picking them up. <laughs> it's contraband. <laughs> yeah. Moonshine? Yeah. Moonshine. Moonshine. Yeah. White lightning. <laughs> yeah, moonshine, man. <laughs> um, so, Rodney, uh, you've, you've cooked... Uh, whole hog with Morgie a few times now, but how long have you been doing barbecue? I've been doing bar. I grew up doing barbecue, man. Uh, I've been doing it since uh, eleven years old. First time I had a chance to really be active in doing it, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, I love it. it. It's it's great to do if you got patience. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to share whole hog with a whole bunch of people when you're cooking it. You know, a lifetime of doing it feels great. Did you grow up in South Carolina? You've been I, grew up, your life? I, I grew up in South Carolina, yes. So when you grew up, that was the only kind of barbecue you knew, right? The only barbecue I ever knew was whole hog. The way that we do it, that's the only one I ever knew. Up until 2010 when I started traveling a little bit and seeing other guys that do barbecue as well. How old were you then? Sorry to put you on blast for, for your age. Man, let me see. I'm 45 this year coming up. So you're in your late 30s and you yeah, had no like, idea until then that people no did barbecue idea. differently. I was roughly 37, 38, I think. Mm-hmm. And never knew barbecue was done any other way. <laughs> Honestly. And what, what are your honest opinions on barbecue outside of South Carolina? I mean, it, can you even tell... What are the differences between South and North Carolina to begin with? Well, from what I've heard about North Carolina... You haven't eaten there? I have eaten in North Carolina. I have great barbecue friends in North Carolina. Yeah. Sam Jones, my man, Skylight Inn and uh-huh. St. Joe's Barbecue. Cool. That's my man. <laughs> my brother from another mother. He, <laughs> he, uh, he does his whole hog. He chops it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to we pull it. Right. And he also does a vinegar-based sauce. So 
pretty much the same as South Carolina. And the western part of South Carolina, they do mustard base. And from what I was told, North Carolina is different, too. They have two different styles on the west side as well. But I have no idea how true that is. I only had eastern North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was such an amazing moment because... Obviously, when you're eating pulled pork, the majority of... I mean, pretty much everywhere, it's just the shoulder. You know what I mean? But to have, like, the... I mean, yeah, both places I went to, they did chop it rather than pulling it, but... You had different parts of meat. You had like the darker pork coming through with the with the shoulder meat, and it was different textures coming through as well. Oh I, yeah! I even had one joint where they cut the innards through it as well, which was wild, <laughs> like so good. Yeah. Uh, do you do that? We we just pull it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, we 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 take the shoulder ham, all that, and just kind of mix it all in together. Give everybody a little bite of everything, even the burnt ends. We just put a few of those in there too. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, I had the uh, privilege of eating some of some of the barbecue you did while you were here. You guys, what you guys like, set up like a proper pit over in Ramwick? Yeah, we got. I mean, we got. Um, we we organized. At first, it looked like we weren't going to get a permit, or we were going to try to get it, kind of try to do it at the Cooks Co-op with Marty. But he had a wedding, and it was like a real rush to get it done. And um, kind of like I was speaking to Rodney, and I said, "Oh man, there's a chance that we might might not be able to." do it because of the permit and all this sort of stuff it's a bit of a bit of a ball like trying to get it sorted out but then i just thought like man we don't bring a ramen master and then he makes a stock and then you hand him a packet of two minute noodles so we're we to make sure that we we did everything and we you know and, and you know to build a pit in australia it's not cheap you know it's like nearly a thousand dollars what we spent building that pit but i mean we can use it over and over again we just have to find a permanent home for it but there was just no other way that Rodney wasn't going to... There was just no way that Rodney could come here and we go, oh, man, we've got a bunch of shoulders that you can smoke. It's just <laughs> not the same. Even with the sauce and, and the same sort of approach to it, it just wouldn't be the same because even every time I do, a, I, I, I do, a, do something with Rodney, it's, I learn something new every time. So this is like our third time we've cooked together, once in Nashville, once in Melbourne last year and this time. I didn't know that you grab pieces from different parts of the body to mix it in so and it makes sense obviously it's like anything you know what i mean like you grab a bit of shoulder you grab a bit of belly you grab a bit of like around near the uh, uh around near the, the the pork butt some some of the shin and you sort of mix it so everyone gets a bit of everything so it's yeah i mean it was pretty crazy setting up that 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 pit and when we had to cook there <laughs> from 11 p.m saturday evening to sunday 11 a.m and I mean, I, I'm a bit of a pussy. I went and had a couple of hours of sleep in the truck, but Ronnie didn't sleep. <laughs> and then we tried to get some sleep when we got back, and he didn't sleep as well. So he was just pretty much going like the whole night, which is just normal. Gotta keep I guess. going, man. What's the longest you've gone without sleep while cooking? Two days Fuck. and one hour. No. The last of that one hour after two days, I passed out. Yeah. You know, it, it it's it's mostly excitement because you stay up all night knowing you got to do what you got to do. Okay, you get that done. Then you want to serve it and say hello to everybody. You, you you get that done. Then you're excited because you served everybody and you're like, well, I'm going to stay up. and I'm going to grab a drink. Before you know it, it's almost daylight again or whatever, and you, you, you're gone again. And, oh, I'll just grab some breakfast. You get breakfast and you're up. That day goes by. Here go more friends. Then here comes whiskey. <laughs> You're up again, you know. Before you know it, here's another day. Yeah, we're out having another breakfast at a Waffle House or something in in the wee hours in the morning, and it's been almost two days of sleep. 
that last hour comes in, got to shut it down. That's when that's when you got to recharge. So I would highly recommend anyone listening if they don't already follow Rodney on Instagram to do so immediately. What's the uh, what's your username again? Scott's Barbecue. Um, because not only do you get treated to some fantastic photos of the food you're cooking, but more importantly, <laughs> you share a lot of videos of you. <laughs> Other people you're cooking with and even visitors to your store or people just coming in and dancing to music <laughs> that you're playing while you're cooking. I, I love to play music when I'm cooking. I love music, period. It's, as long as it's in my ear, man, I'm, I'm going. And a lot of times my customers come in there and they're like, oh, that's my song. And they start dancing. And I'm always rushing to get to my phone to record them. I have missed so many people dancing. It would blow your mind. I had a lady in her. I think she was like about 70, 75. She comes in dancing. I had this other lady. She didn't even understand which song was playing. She said it felt good. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing how that music affects all of the customers that come through or come in the pits. It's great. I love it, man. Have you got like an album or an artist that is like quintessential to barbecue for you? Oh, man. I love so many different people. Uh, I got to say mostly... I, I do a lot of uh, uh, LL Cool J. Uh huh. Um, some mystical, of course. Yeah, mystical, man. Um, he, he, he came. He came in, right? Yeah, Is mystical. He a regular? Well, I, I fed him. I kind of took something to where he was, and he ate it. And he was like, "Yo, tell that dude this stuff is amazing." <laughs> um, man, I'm I'm versatile when it comes to music. A lot of R and B, old school. A lot of blues. Uh, Chitlin Circuit songs. I'm real versatile. What's a Chitlin Circuit song? Chitlin Circuit songs are those songs that you would hear. In those I know little, what a Chitlin is, and I know what a circuit yeah, yeah, is, but yeah. I've never heard them together. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the South, we had uh, little juke joints where you might have had a jukebox only and entertain the place. And people would put quarters in the jukebox and play these songs that pretty much cried the blues. Mm-hmm. You know, my baby's done gone and left me. I miss this. I wish she'd come home. That kind of song. <laughs> and people labeled them Chitlin Circuit songs. And when I play a lot of that, older folks remember these songs, and and they enjoy themselves. They're like, hey, I remember that song. And they have fun. And and I heard, always heard them, because we grew up next door to where Juke Joint was. And you would hear these songs echoing through the trees all day long, and, and they just kind of stuck in my head. So I, I like to play those every now and again, too. Yeah, Morgi asked me to put together a playlist for for while you, while you were doing the, the barbecue here last night and tonight. Oh yeah, and uh, I was I was actually surprised at how many like funk legends and like you know massive funk acts came out of South Carolina. Like I mean, James Brown was born there. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, so there's it, I imagine the community as much as it is like it's grown up with barbecue as you have. I feel like is is funk and soul and that kind of stuff are still like a massive part of the culture there. Yeah, yeah, still a lot of funk soul. You know. Um, the live band that comes and plays at our picnic every year, they do a lot of funk, soul, and R&B. You know, Chubby Checkers also, you know, right down the, from right down the road. It's just a lot of music, man. That's that's my escape. And obviously a lot of other citizens in the area because they hear music, man. They feel good. So um, you would have been, what, like 39 before you found out there was a different kind of music besides funk, so? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> I was about, I'd say early 20s when I started getting versatile in the music. You know, my iPod holds everything from Frank Sinatra all the way up to to uh, Little Rich Homie, you <laughs> know, Johnny best, Cash. Yeah. Con- you know, I got Conway Twitty. I got some of everybody on my iPod. Excellent. So let's talk about when you first discovered 
barbecue outside of South Carolina. Uh, what, what, what was the first place you went to where it was done different? Man, uh, I have to say Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Martin cooks his whole hog for 20 hours and as opposed to we do it for 12 hours. And he cooks his mostly skin side down. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is, this is going to burn, isn't it? Just what I'm thinking. And I said, no, let's just watch and learn. And I noticed when he did it, it was a whole different style, but it was it was great. You, you know, if, you, if you're ever in Tennessee, you, you don't believe me, go by Pat Martin, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing barbecue. It's amazing. Like, um, we, we, I was real lucky to get close with Pat. I mean, working at Husk in, in Nashville. And, I mean, he does that. Fuck, it's so crazy. His smoked wings are, like, so intense. Yeah. But he, he just gets really good um, Just gets really good smoke on all his stuff. But the, the whole hog, he's got that pit, which has, like, a, uh, it's like has a winch, and it winds up. I, yeah. I, I put a video on my Instagram of the dude, and he cooks with the head on as well. Yep. Which I, I've never seen. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, have never, I don't see that often. I've never seen. Does he serve pieces of the head as well? Yeah, I think he adds that in, so... Man. I mean, it's it's a great the good thing about Pat Martin's barbecue, and I think compared to say like Kerry, yeah, I think it's like it's it's sort of he 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 went to school in Mississippi, right? So yeah, he's from Mississippi. Yeah. I think he's from Mississippi. Yeah, Pat's yeah. from Mississippi. And um, yeah, it's it's so different. I mean, we we might be having Kerry Pringle coming out later on the year. Apparently, um, he's called the Pig Leg Porker. Mm-hmm. He came third yesterday. Was, yeah. Memphis and May was yesterday. Right. Yeah, Congratulations, yeah. Big Leg. The yeah. biggest uh, competition barbecue event in, in America, right? Yeah. Yeah. So have you got much of a background in competition stuff as well? We, uh, we teamed up years ago, Fatback Collective, me and some of the guys, Sean Brock, John Currents, uh, Nick Bahakis, who is amazing. He runs uh, Jim and Nick's Barbecue. He, he put together this team, and we placed third in the competition in Memphis and May as well. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Competition is is good. A lot of people enjoy it. Me personally, I like to do just events like pop ups, such as the ones we're doing now, and and they're more fun, a lot more relaxed for me. When you get in that competition, you know you got to stay on point. You can't get too relaxed on this yeah. or that. You don't get wanna... serious, man. Yeah, like, it, like... it gets it gets yeah. intense. You get too serious, like it's like, and then there's some dudes that are like competition like grandmasters, and I'm like. Yeah. Someone told me last year they had someone on a mastership like, oh, Gary Megan's bringing his friend. He's the grand pit master. And I'm like, is there, is there, like, <laughs> is there a belt system in the barbecue community? I was like, you have to be a grand pit master? I was like, I didn't even heard of this guy. I asked Rodney because Rodney was going to, we were going to do, we were going to do it on MasterChef as well. It was going to be the three of us. They were talking about with us about it. And, they, and Rodney goes, I said, have you heard of this dude? And he goes, no. Nah. It's like so. It's a whole different world. The the, the competition thing, like, yeah. oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like uh, as far as like uh, barbecue goes in Australia, our, the competition scene is actually a bit better than the restaurant scene when yeah. it comes to barbecue yeah, stuff yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still yet to have like a like a, there's bovine and swine yeah. and Vic's meat market. Yeah, they're both two of the better ones in Sydney. But like, yeah, I mean, hilariously, I I opened a restaurant years ago. It was just after doing. Um, just before doing the the, uh, the barbecue pilgrimage for my honeymoon with my wife, okay. she and I opened a restaurant together, and we did like burgers and hot dogs. Like we did our take on American diner food. But one thing that was really important to me because I first had pulled pork when I was twelve when I went to uh, Memphis, and I had it at a place called the Germantown Commissary, mm. and uh, 
I went back there when I was there and I did not like it at all. So it's hilarious. Never been there. But at the time, it was the first, like, you know, because growing up in, in Australia, barbecue is like burnt sausages and well done thin yeah. minute steaks and. We definitely have the white bread thing in common. That's about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta have the white bread, man. Gotta have that Uh, white bread. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, you know, to, to, have, to be a 12-year-old and having this, you know, succulent, smoky thing and that being called barbecue and you had like the beans and the slaw and the soft white roll all that like it was such an incredible package to me that i i you know my, my dad and i would always try and recreate it and so when we opened the i in the lead up to opening up the restaurant i would have like you know 100 people over for a bir- someone's birthday and I, and I would cook two pork butts or you know like it, I'd, I'd basically just get to know my smoker i just had like a kettle barbecue and so when we opened up the restaurant i found an electric smoker because council regulations won't allow an actual barbecue wow. indoors. So I was using like this $500 electric smoker. And for a, a good year, I was the only person doing pulled pork yeah, in, in Sydney. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, and I think back to it, having, you know, eating your last night and eating, you know, when I was in America going like, Oh my God, like, you know, it's shameful to think that I was passing it off as pulled pork. But you know, it, pulled pork's become this horrible buzzword in Australia where you can buy like pre-packaged pulled pork, pulled pork yeah. in, mm. at, at like the supermarket that hasn't seen any smoke. They don't, they don't yeah. even put liquid smoke on it. In Australians just think pulled pork is like soft pork, pork that's yeah. been roasted and pulled. Put in the oven, braised. Mm. There's no level of understanding of barbecue. How does, how does that make you feel as someone that's grown up with that being like such a cultural thing more than a food thing? I am so sorry. I apologize to everybody that <laughs> had to experience that because we, we never knew it like that. You know, everything that we got, we had to either prepare it or somebody was preparing it for us. Well, we never knew pulled pork where you can just go get it, like you said, in a in a bag or prepackaged. All we knew is what we had and what we cooked. We we never knew prepacked pork like that. Yeah. But you know, again, I apologize to the folks <laughs> that experienced that. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sorry for them. <laughs> Man. Um, so, what about other meats at Scotts? Do you only do the the whole hog? We we do the whole hog and we do chicken. Mm-hmm. Um on thursday fridays 
and we do chicken on Saturdays as well. But on Saturdays, we add in the ribeye steaks. We smoke ribeye steaks on the fire. Same sauce. I've never had the ribeye. Oh. Well, so you, oh, so that, that's like quick. How, how long do you cook a ribeye? Oh, I just I get the pits nice and hot, mm-hmm. and I just put it on there, and I let the smoke just go through it. And once it goes through it, I add a little more sauce, let it smoke on the other side, and I pull it out. How long? Like half hour? Or like About 10 minutes? 20 minutes, 20, 20 right. 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, nice one-inch cut <clears throat> steak. You know, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you later off air when... A couple secrets to make that steak taste good. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah we're gonna get a lot of barbecue fans listening. So, I mean, if, are there like what's some? Let's say I want to set up a pit in my backyard or you know a, a property somewhere, and I want to do whole hog barbecue. What are the, what are the what do I need to to get it done? First, get approval by the council. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so okay, about three years from now, I'll be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like we did over at the uh, racetrack, we. Uh, took center block you can take center block stack it up of course you want to have a nice base to protect the ground whether it's ceramic tiles or sand you could set it up center block a few pieces of rebar um what else did we use there uh we said corrugated iron on top for the lid yeah chicken oh. wire is really important so you can flip the pig mm-hmm. uh burn barrel which you is just a, a food safety barrel and you just get steel rods and you put them sort of above you got to make a hole so basically the you burn the shit out of wood, and then it just the coals drop down. And you use those coals to, to to obviously put underneath the pig. Mm-hmm. And you need a lot of patience. A lot of patience. How long did you cook this pig for in Ramwick the other day? Eleven hours. Yeah. On the dot. Eleven hours on the dot. We flipped it in thirty minutes. I couldn't believe it. Like, I think a lot, the ceramic bricks. I mean, yeah. I've done I've done it before. When we after we did the one in Melbourne, um, this. This pit got handed around. Went to Dave Pint. Dave Pint cooked at it at the highway party, and then it went out to Pat Sullivan winemaker's house, and I cooked a, a whole hog out at his house um, for his thirtieth birthday. But that was that. That pig was literally like fifty kilos, so it took like four hours. It took right. no time, and those ceramic bricks really insulate the the heat. And yeah, man, it was cooked before you knew it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that the thing we had yesterday was about ninety five kilo head yeah. off. Wow. It was a big pig, but it was beautiful. Beautiful pig came out great. I mean, it smelled. You could smell it cooking way before it was done. Yeah, I wish you were there, Lev. You were, man. man. You would have really, you would have really dug it. I mean, if, if you, you could have, if you could have seen how that thing smelled, <laughs> you, it was amazing, man. It was a great pig. I was in great, Melbourne. I'm sorry, great. I wasn't there. But actually, when when I was in North Carolina, I um. I, I called it called myself a unicorn because uh, I uh, would introduce myself to like anyone I could like if I saw a chef or like you know one of the pit masters walking through the restaurant I'd be like hey uh-huh. uh, what's up I'm from Australia I love barbecue and they were like you're from where what are you and then they, <laughs> okay and then they straight away would take me out and like checking out all the smokehouses was crazy yeah that, that, this joint Wilbur's in, in North Carolina haven't been to Wilbur's was, was man like the, the, his setup was he, he had like like ten pigs, okay. all cooking at cool. once, and yeah, and, and like that was like you know for for later that day, and yeah, it was incredible. It was one of the, I, I, one of the we, we took uh, Joel Amos holds the record for the furthest customer because uh, he's from South Australia. He's the furthest customer to go visit Scott's Barbecue. Oh wow! It used yeah. to be me, but then Joel Amos <laughs> took me over. Joel Amos, of we we drove out there one time. It was uh, me, Thomas Lim, uh, James Hurd. Joel Amos, we drove out, and actually Rodney was at a cooking, uh, it was at some cooking elsewhere, I think. and your cousin, a large one, took care of us, and we went back to the outside to the pits first, and literally, like, 
the guys lost their mind. They couldn't believe it. Like, I just thought it was normal now. Like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of normal. They're like, are you serious? Like, there was like, I think there was like 18 hogs being cooked yeah, at the amazing, time. Yeah. It was just like, and the Rodney's burn barrel, like we had a little 44-gallon shitty burn barrel, like a normal little drum barrel. His is like from an ocean liner. So when you hit the coals, you hit it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and, and, and basically... He's got a big tree splitter in his back, in his back of his yard. So he, he's splitting whole trees to put into the burn barrel, and then they make the most incredible hot chunk coal, like you wouldn't believe it. So yeah, how how how, uh, how many of your secrets can we find out? Like, what would you tell us? What kind of wood do you use? We you uh, in America we use the hardwood, the oak, hickory, yep, pecan. So you use a mix uh, of all those, or yeah, we we like to use a mix of it because you got different woods for different reasons. You know, oak stays hot, of course, has a nice smoke. Pecan wood, pecan, pecan, wherever you're from in the world, uh, it gives you it gives you a flavor because it doesn't stay hot that long. And then you got cherry wood that stays hot with a nice flavor to it. And then you got the hickory, of course, with the nice smoke. And then you got options of apple wood, uh, peach wood, if you can find it. Those are all great to mix in there for some flavor. Yeah, cool. So you like a, a mix? You've always done a mix? Yeah, we've, we've always done a mix because, you, you know, sometimes we'll get a whole ton of oak. And we'll take that and mix it in with whatever we had left on the yard from other types of and, wood. And you're not just exaggerating there. You would literally get a ton of it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, literally a ton. I mean, <laughs> you should see this backyard of this. I mean, he's yeah. got a tree splitter. Like, it's, it's like, like a, a, I don't know, like a, it got, the thing's about 100 meters long. Not 100 meters, like 15 meters, 20 meters long. Yeah. This tree splitter, you, and you, you put the tree at the end and you just put this thing and it just goes off like a hydraulic, like a hydraulic uh, gas pumping thing and just goes splits a tree right in half and it's like and you keep splitting the tree until they until they just throw it onto the burn barrel and oh yeah i mean i've got photos of the burn barrel on my instagram it's just it's an incredible thing it's from an ocean liner <laughs> uh and what about sauce because i mean in texas they don't give a shit about sauce <laughs> in, uh, in kansas they like their sauce really sweet and sticky uh-huh but you do a slightly less vinegar than North Carolina, or is it pretty reliant on vinegar? It's still, uh, so it's like a thin sauce. We're vinegar based, yeah. uh, vinegar and pepper. Um, we use cayenne, black uh, vinegar, whole lot of love, and uh, we we basically is more our sauce is more technique than it is ingredients. You How's know, that? Uh, for example. When we first start, you start with vinegar, and there's a certain procedure. I'm not gonna go into full details because we got a couple yeah, secrets fine. in the I'm Carolinas. Totally, yeah, I understand. <laughs> but uh, we 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 start with the vinegar, and then we get the next ingredient, and then the next ingredient, and it all has to go, you know, in stages. Because if you if you ever just put it all in in the beginning, sauce will never be the same. And the way that we do it. A little citrus stuff like that you got to know when to add it and how much to add right because i thought you just smoked the the pig and then once it was done pull it and then you then you toss it with salt like toss sauce through it no no we, right we we base it while it's still on the fire just before it's done we put the dry ingredients in and we base it with the sauce and then uh we take it off and we pull it and then do you then put some sauce through it once it's been pulled as well or no? Some, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you don't cover every portion of an animal. Mm-hmm. And we like to cover everything. We want every bite to be tasteful. Mm-hmm. So we may add a little bit more sauce to it to get it all flavored. Because, we, you know, we want to give you the best that we can give you. 
Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff, man. I mean, I, I, I try to get Ronnie to send me the recipe and just say, we'll, <laughs> we'll take care of that sauce, man. But he's both events, he's sent hit 20, two 20-liter buckets of sauce from America. They arrive here. I still don't know the recipe. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't, you know, there's some things you wouldn't, I mean, this is just a family recipe, you know, like, and you think you kind of got it, but um, I'm probably way off. <laughs> the, the, the secret to knowing how to make that sauce, honestly, when you taste it, you end it, you, when you taste it, you blow a kiss. <laughs> Seriously, you, you, you taste it and it's like a, <laughs> amazing. when you get that, you know, you got all the ingredients right. Temperature and everything was right. It's very technical. Very, very technical. <laughs> um, what about sides? Sides, we do slaw and beans right mm-hmm. now. Um, How long do you smoke your beans for? We, we smoke the beans. Not too long. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little little smoke on the beans. But we, we prefer taking the, uh, the smoked meats and adding it into the beans. Yeah. Because, because of how much heat that we have in our sauce, it, it, it kind of makes it better for us. We've tried it where we smoked it longer, and it was a bit, it was a bit hot, so we didn't want the beans too spicy. So we kind of changed it back. Yeah, but last night you did uh, you did a bit of slaw and then some mac and cheese. Oh yeah, Morgie on the mac and cheese, man. Yeah, we just did pimento mac and cheese, just uh, basically cheese sauce, and then um, right at the end before when we heat it, we just put some pimento cheese um, through a book. Whereas the pimento cheese we serve here at Harry has mayonnaise, and we've just submitted the mayonnaise. Obviously, mayonnaise and fucking mac and cheese is disgusting. So, um, <laughs> uh, so we, it's kind of like pimento mac and cheese, and then the coleslaw is just a just a real simple Carolina coleslaw, which is lots of apple cider vinegar, a little bit of that gold dust, just to you know accentuate it, um, <laughs> and uh, white cabbage, red cabbage. Um, Carrot and onion, and just yeah, a little bit of mayonnaise. That's it, basically. Awesome. So Morgie has recently taken over the kitchen at Harpoon Harry, and uh, you're not doing obviously a big fried chicken me- menu here because yeah. uh, that's Bell's that's yeah. Bell's game. Um, tell us about the what you're doing at them with the menu here. Um, downstairs, basically. I mean, before Paul Wilson was the chef here, and um, it was definitely a lot more like on the Latino Nueva Latino sort of style. They're like kind of tacos and Cubanos Cubanos which I I love Cubanos too but I mean and they did mess around a little bit with barbecue but we've got a like a a one ton Silver Creek custom made smoker Um, basically when they asked me to come on I had to rehaul the whole concept leaning more towards southern cuisine and I guess sort of like Americana but not the really bad stuff and we wanted I wanted to sort of highlight um, the refinement of Southern cuisine, which is what we're doing in the dining room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get... There's no fried chicken here. Um, there's basically, like, deviled eggs, um, Johnny cakes, fried green tomatoes with black peanut... Uh, black IP hummus. We have shrimp and grits upstairs. We have, like, like fried monkfish, kind of like sort of a similar like catfish with tomato gravy, braised greens, mac and cheese. So, like... I don't know if we're the first people to actually completely do southern cuisine, but it's just all the sort of stuff that I loved cooking in the south. And I'm actually going on Wednesday to Nashville for a bit oh, of no a shit. research trip. Yeah, awesome. so going to go see Pat Martin. Um, going to go to Arnold's, which is like the fucking most amazing food place, I think, in, in, in the south. And just get a little bit more refreshed sort of 
a research trip and get a bit more refreshed with what we what we can do here. Um, obviously, this the, this opening menu is very influenced by my time at Husk, and a lot of the recipes are very similar. Um, but we just want to sort of showcase that just because food's from the south doesn't necessarily have to be fucking mac and cheese and fried chicken. It's more refined. It's one of the most refined cuisines, and like even farm-based cuisines that I've ever even, you know, sort of fathomed or worked with. So it's really cool to be able to bring it here. And, you know, Rodney's a very good friend of my old boss, Sean Brock, and we, we just, I mean, we're just having a lot of fun with it. We do a really cool burger. It's an American burger. It's just cheese. Um, it's our special sauce. It's tomato. It's onion. And it's very simple. You know, we're not fucking putting prawns and marshmallows and donuts and shit on there. Um, if you want it with a fried egg, which I do love things with fried eggs, you can have it with a fried egg. It's $3. It's just, you know, we do, um, we do a shrimp po' boy. We do a half-baked barbecue chicken with our barbecue sauce. It's, just, it's like real simple stuff. But we wanted to basically show people that just because we're kind of a, we're not even a themed American restaurant, we're Southern Cuisine. You don't necessarily have to have fried chicken or yeah. fucking pulled pork sandwiches all the time. There's more to southern cuisine than than there is. And, you know, tonight we're getting reviewed, so I'm looking forward to that. So. Oh, wow. Tonight, yeah. like for, for the barbecue event? Or, or? No, no, for, um, for, for the dining room. Oh, excellent. Yeah, cool. I think, I think I'm sticking around, right? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I think uh, tonight we're going to pick it up from Taylor Square. So Nice. Amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's exciting. Um, so uh, Bell's Hot Chicken introduced yeah. Australia to... The concept of Nashville hot chicken, yep. which is not just you know, it's not your average battered and fried. There is that level of heat to it, and yeah. it, you know, th- there is an art to that kind of chicken. There's another Nashville dish that I would love to see on menus down here. It's very similar. Yep. it's the Nashville hot fish sandwich. Yeah, dude, love it. Which wow. is that the, you know the, that's the fried fish, yeah, fried fr- fish. spicy fried fish sandwich on mm-hmm. white bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please put that on the menu. No, no, we, we um, <laughs> in saying that we do we do kind of like a homage to that. It's called the Bolton Spicy Bell's Bolton Spicy Fish Sandwich that we do down at uh, down at, at Bell's. It's like um, it's, Bol- Bolton's is like the joint there, right? Yeah, Bolton's yeah, 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 yeah. is like the, that. I mean, this, this is how crazy this guy is. He's got two spots, um, and he basically uh, cast in a cast iron. He pan he, like he cooks every fr- piece of fried chicken in a cast iron pan. There's no deep fry there. Wow cooks every piece of fish he does this spicy fish sandwich with just raw onion and oh man it's so fucking good with a side of mayonnaise and you get the hot you get the white bread and you stick it in there and it's like squishing it, oh it's so good yeah spicy fish sandwich <laughs> we might put it on here actually we should do that that'd be great that's my recommendation <laughs> um, so before we finish um, I need to hear like your spots that you visit besides your own What's the, if, I'm, if I'm visiting South Carolina or if I'm just visiting the South what are your must eat at places in South Carolina? Or, or, or abroad, you know, anywhere or else in, in the South. Man, I like to eat. I would be here for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Um, North Carolina, I would go Sam Jones, of course, hit his barbecue spot. The Skylight Inn. Skylight Inn and his new spot, Sam Jones Barbecue. Oh, wait, um, I didn't know I had a new point. Cool. Is that uh, only Whole Hog at both places? Yeah, still Whole Hog. Great. Concept, you know, it's, it's great. So we're a little further out of Aiden to Winterville. Um, I love... Jim and Nix's turkey, I go there a lot. They're, they're chicken, fried chicken. Uh, I, I go to Husk still, ordinary, um, usually all over Charleston, eating. Um, man, 
Well, you're going to be back in a year. Oh, yeah. Right? That is an annual back. thing, right? So in that time, just try and, try and work out what your favorite joints. And when you come back, <laughs> we'll, give the, we'll give the definitive Rodney, Rodney Scott recommendation. <laughs> That'll <list>. work. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for, for talking to me today. Thanks for coming. Pleasure, um, man. Thank you. I hope tonight goes well. Um, and uh, I look forward to you coming back again and again. Uh, again, you can follow Rodney's adventures in music and barbecue. Uh, oh, yeah. at Scott's Barbecue on Instagram. Uh, Morgie is uh, Morgie McGlone on Morgie Galinia. Well, that's right. Of course, yeah. We, we explain what that <laughs> yeah. means. But I, I forget now. <laughs> or on, Bell's on Hot Instagram. Chicken or at Harpoon Harry. Um, little segue there for Harpoon Harry. I've yes. started posting some things on there, which is cool. I'm still trying to work that out. So, yeah. I'm on Harpoon Harry too. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. All right. Well, thanks so much. Look forward to eating many, many meats with you this evening. Thanks, Love. Great, you listen to the Mitchin. You can find us online facebook.com slash the Mitchin podcast or send us an email to the Mitchin at gmail.com. You can find me online at levdog, L E V D A W G, on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. Send us a, a lovely review on iTunes if you like what you heard. Bye bye. It's the Mitchin podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.